This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. We're no longer free. Indeed, we're living in a world carefully crafted to resemble a representative democracy, but it's an illusion. We think we have the freedom to elect our leaders, but we're only allowed to participate in the reassurance ritual of voting. There can be no true electoral choice or real representation when we're limited in our options to one of two candidates, culled from two parties that both march in lockstep with the deep state and answer to an oligarchic elite. We think we have freedom of speech, but we're only as free to speak as the government and its corporate partners allow. We think we have the right to freely exercise our religious beliefs, but those rights are quickly overruled if and when they conflict with the government's priorities, whether it's COVID-19 mandates or societal values about gender equality, sex, and marriage. We think we have the freedom to go where we want to and move about freely, but at every turn we're hemmed in by laws, fines, and penalties that regulate and restrict our autonomy and surveillance cameras that monitor all of our movements. We think we have property interests in our homes and our bodies, but there can be no such freedom when the government can seize your property, raid your home, and dictate what you do with your bodies. We think we have the freedom to defend ourselves against threats. But there is no right to self-defense against militarized police who are authorized to probe, poke, pinch, taser, search, seize, strip, and generally manhandle anyone they see fit in almost any circumstance and granted immunity from accountability with the general blessings of the so-called courts. We think we have the right to an assumption of innocence until we are proven guilty, but that burden of proof has been turned on its head by a surveillance state that renders us all suspects and overcriminalization, which renders us all lawbreakers. Police-run facial recognition software that mistakenly labels law-abiding citizens as criminals, a social credit system similar to China's, that rewards behavior deemed acceptable and punishes behavior the government and its corporate allies find offensive, illegal, or inappropriate. We think we have the right to due process, but that assurance of justice has been stripped of its power by a judicial system hardwired to act as judge, jury, and jailer, leaving us with little recourse for appeal. A perfect example of this rush to judgment can be found in the proliferation of profit-driven speed and red light cameras that do little for safety while padding the pockets of government agencies. We've been saddled with a government that pays lip service to the nation's freedom principles while working overtime to shred our Constitution. By gradually willing away at our freedoms, free speech, assembly, due process, privacy, and so on, the government has, in effect, liberated itself from its contractual agreement to respect the constitutional rights of the citizenry, we the people. Under the new terms of this revised, one-sided agreement, the government and its many operatives have all the privileges and rights, and we the people have none. Sold on the idea that safety, security, and material comforts are preferable to freedom, we've allowed the government to pave over the Constitution in order to erect a concentration camp. The problem with these devil's bargains, however, is that there is always a catch, always a price to pay for whatever it is we valued so highly as to barter away our most precious possessions.
We barred away our right to self-governance, self-defense, privacy, autonomy, and that most important right of all, the right to tell the government to leave me the hell alone. In exchange for the promise of safe streets, safe schools, blight-free neighborhoods, lower taxes, lower crime rates, and readily accessible technology, healthcare, water, food, and power, we've opened the door to militarized police, government surveillance, asset forfeiture, school zero-tolerance policies, license plate readers, red light cameras, SWAT team raids, healthcare mandates, overcriminalization, and government corruption. In the end, such bargains always turn sour. We ask our lawmakers to be tough on crime, and we've been saddled with an abundance of laws that criminalize almost every aspect of our lives. So far, we're up to 4,500 criminal laws and 300,000 criminal regulations that result in average Americans unknowingly engaging in criminal acts at least three times a day, believe it or not. We wanted criminals taken off the streets, and we didn't want to have to pay for their incarceration. What we've gotten is a nation that boasts the highest incarceration rate in the world, with more than 2.3 million people locked up, many of them doing time for relatively minor nonviolent crimes and a private prison industry, fueling the drive for more inmates who are forced to provide corporations with cheap labor. We wanted law enforcement agencies to have the necessary resources to fight the nation's wars on terror, crime, and drugs. What we got instead were militarized police, decked out with M-16 rifles, grenade launchers, silencers, battle tanks, and hollow-point bullets, gear designed for the battlefield. More than 80,000 SWAT team raids carried out every year in America, many for routine police tasks, resulting in losses of life and property, and profit-driven schemes that add to the government's largesse, such as asset forfeiture, where police seize property from so-called suspected criminals. We fell for the government's promise of safety roads, only to find ourselves caught in a tangle of profit-driven red-light cameras, which ticket unsuspecting drivers in the so-called name of road safety, while ostensibly fattening the coffers of local and state governments. Despite widespread public opposition, corruption, and systemic malfunctions, these cameras are particularly popular with municipalities, which look to them as an easy means of extra cash. We're being subjected to the oldest con game in the books, the magician's slot of hand that keeps you focused on the shell game in front of you while your wallet is being picked clean by ruffians in your midst. This is how tyranny rises and freedom falls. With every new law enacted by federal and state legislatures, every new ruling handed down by government courts, and every new military weapon, invasive tactic, and egregious protocol employed by government agents, we the people are being reminded that we possess no rights except for that which the government grants on an as-need basis. We can no longer maintain this illusion of freedom. As I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, The War on the American People, and its fictional counterpart, the Eric Blair Diaries, We the People, have become We the Prisoners. Folks, it's time to set ourselves free. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. 
To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.